0: game in this country as both of us know i think is going to flourish and there was the vince carter effect and understandably so but there's going to be the 2019 toronto raptors effect and we'll see it and feel it in generations to come
1: you're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs, here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, I can't believe what I'm about to say. The Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. It's still sinking in. They defeated the Golden State Warriors in six games, and that's all I have for an introduction here. I think that more than speaks for itself. Matt Devlin does play-by-play for the Toronto Raptors, and he's a... on the line with me now. Matt, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast.
0: Well, thank you, Phil, for having me. Always a pleasure to speak with you.
1: And uh, before we get started, just on behalf of all the Raptors fans who have watched across uh, the country and some who just joined in a little bit late, but still we're welcome on, uh, I just want to thank we'll you for them. the great job you did uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, it's always great to, to hear you and getting to here you do uh, do the games for a little bit longer this year made it even better
0: well thank you so much it's it, it truly is a, a pleasure and, and as you know uh, certainly honored to do it and uh, it's just uh, it's just so much fun to be a part of it and we we truly do with the Raptors have the best fan base in, in, in the world and and I'm not just saying that I think they've shown that. Uh, Year in and year out, series in and series out, and uh, it was just a tremendous ride, and I'm so happy that uh, they were able to witness it all.
1: Now, uh, how how are you feeling right now? Have you come down yet from that uh, championship (laughs) peak yet?
0: Well, it's, you know, it's a little surreal. Uh, It's just been nonstop for the last uh, two and a half months, and you just, you know, keep you know, going, it's, it's like one game and then it's, you're on an airplane and then another game and back on an airplane. Uh, and you know, now you, uh, of course, you know, wake up and, uh, you know, you you get to have a cup of coffee and, and think back about it. And I think that's, you know, ultimately what I've started to do just today was, you know, think back about the journey of the last, uh, two and a half months, and uh, what a great ride it's been.
1: Now, uh, there's been, as you said, it's been a great ride, and we we don't have time to go through all of it, but I'll get you to take me back to the big moment when the the buzzer sounded and the Raptors, when the buzzer finally sounded, and the Raptors were uh, NBA champions. What was that moment like for you?
0: Well, I think in, in the context, you know, along the way, Phil, I'll take you back to, and, and it's okay, I'll take you back to, you know, after game one against Orlando. And I think once the Raptors got through that series where they swept uh, after losing, right, the first game, they took the next four straight. And I think it was, you know, at that time that, you know, I just got a great sense that this is a team that is ultimately. On a really special ride, and they responded to that game one loss. Uh, they got into a very difficult, as we know, uh, series with Philadelphia, where Nick Nurse did a tremendous job of uh, mixing and matching lineups, going big with across the front line, you know, Pascal and Serge and Marcus All, with Kawhi at the two and Kyle Lowry, and you know that lineup had not been used. Uh, before remember Serge and Mark had only played 31 a total of 31 minutes uh, during the regular season together after Mark was acquired on February 9th and then ultimately the emergence in the second uh, you know the emergence in the in the third series uh, of after the second game against Milwaukee Fred Van Vliet and how you know tremendous he was right and and everybody thinking after going down 2 nothing to Milwaukee, you know, was this team in position to, again, win four in a row. And they, they're resilient, they're competitive, uh, they trust one another, and there's flexibility within that lineup, versatility within the lineup to play different styles. And Nick Nurse did a brilliant job of that. And even after game one against Milwaukee, Phil, I really felt that the Raptors were in good position because that game was theirs. Unfortunately, what happened was that because they are coming off of that shot, you know, the Kawhi shot uh, in game seven against Philadelphia, you look back at game one and they just, you know, ran out of energy late in that game. And then game two, Marcus Saul said, Hey, look, I need to be better after that loss. And that one game, game two, to me, was an outlier. There was only two games: one against uh, Philadelphia, and Game Two against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. That were kind of outlier games. And after that, they win the double overtime game against uh, Milwaukee Bucks, and and the rest is history. And you get into a very difficult series against Golden State. Games five and six were two tremendously played games, like just great basketball games for fans and. And so you lived in the moment through it all is the lengthy answer to your question where <laughs> ultimately you you you're living in the moment and and that not only was Kawhi and this entire team, but I think everybody around the team, you know, didn't think about the next day, didn't think about the day prior, it was in that moment. And so as the Raptors Wanted, And I said, Canada, the NBA title is yours. You know, the Toronto Raptors are the 2019 NBA champions or something along those lines. And I just was taking it all in, you know, just enjoying the moment. I wasn't thinking about anything else than the job that I had to do at that time of, you know, facilitating, um, you know, because you're still on the air, right? you know, the time between when the game sounded and when Doris Burke was going to be interviewing uh, and the Toronto Raptors and presenting the Larry O'Brien trophy and the MVP trophy. So you're just at that stage, you know, really in the moment and, you know, kind of recapping, putting that entire season and that playoff run into context.
1: And re- resiliency I think that's a, a great word you use because there was there were some times where it could have very easily gone the other way I mean if they lose that double overtime game against Milwaukee all of a sudden you're down three nothing obviously if uh, Kawhi's four bounces bounce a different way things are different but they uh, they stuck through it all and one thing you said when you were uh, when you did the um, MCing for the championship parade, uh, Uh, on the stage there yesterday when you said Canada, the NBA championship is yours. I got chills for that one. That, that was a pretty awesome. What do you think this means for, for the country as someone who's been calling these games for so long now?
0: Well, that's my 11th year here, Phil. And, you know, so happy to call it home. You know, my family and I are, you know, Canadian citizens now. And, uh, it's, uh, country that we love and, uh, you know, city that we love. And my three sons have grown up here. And when you think about whether the Raptors and, and you have to credit the Raptors organization with, you know, all the years of going to Halifax or going to Ottawa or heading to Vancouver or Winnipeg or Edmonton and all the other different places during training camps, right, where they have spent time and building the fan base. And and certainly, as you and I know, uh, the love affair of the Raptors and the Atlantic is real, right? It's real. And uh, throughout this whole country. And what was great to see was that you know, this is the best fan base in the world. We've said it often. You and I have talked about it before. Jack Leo and I talk about it all the time. We don't just say it. I truly believe it. We could be, you know, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in the middle of the week, you could be in any NBA city in the U.S. and Raptor fans are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that during the postseason after winning games in or at Oracle, O Canada ringing out and how special those moments were. Currently, there are 14 NBA players in the NBA. That's second most in the world uh, behind the United States. There's roughly 420-plus uh, NBA players, give or take the two-way contracts now in the NBA. Uh, there's, there's more than that. So where does it go from here? There's over 150 Division One NCAA Canadians, Uh, The NBA draft, which will be held on Thursday, there's projected to be six or seven Canadians chosen in a draft that only 60 players worldwide are selected. The game is going to grow, and Canada will be on a podium at the Olympics. Uh, The game in this country, as both of us know, I think is going to flourish. And there was the Vince Carter effect and understandably so, but there's going to be the 2019 Toronto Raptors effect and we'll see it and feel it in generations to come.
1: Yeah. And that's a, uh, that's something I, uh, certainly look forward to. Like you said, so many players credit their love for basketball with Vince Carter. And yeah, I think once in, in a few years, we'll have lots of kids saying, you know what, it was that, uh, a 2019 run. Now, uh, With uh, all the celebrations, you know, the parade, and then, uh, of course, after the championship, is there anything, any particular moment that that sticks out to you uh, from watching all that unfold?
0: Well, regarding the parade, you know, know, obviously, uh, you go back to that day, a wonderful day of celebration. I'm just so thankful that the situation that occurred, Mm Uh, just off of Nathan Phillips Square didn't escalate, um, you know, because, you know, that, you know, clearly was, you know, uh, unfortunate. Um, And so just so thankful that that, you know, didn't, uh, didn't escalate and that the Toronto police force did an amazing job um, as well as the the people on the ground, the patience of the fans. Uh, And then, you know, when you think back on that day, you know, where, how do you count the number? There's there well over 2 million people. And just the love affair that they all have with this team and with the Raptors is so significant. You know, going back to what you said, I think the growth of the game just continues to grow and grow and grow. Uh, but the appreciation of the players for that turnout, uh, they respect the fans so much. Um, And I think, you know, the fans respect them, they respect the fans, and the turnout was just exceptional. And uh, it was just very moving to see all those people there, Phil. Um, And then you have the players up on stage, uh, and, you know, Kawhi (laughs) at the end. Kyle to start it, uh, who was exceptional, uh, and then Kawhi. Uh, and what he, you know, uh, talked about uh, and then knowing that he could have a little bit of fun and <laughs> ends it with his laugh, I, I just thought it was so poignant, you know. <laughs> and so uh, it was, uh, you know, it's a day filled with mixed emotions based mm-hmm. upon the, the incident that happened. But, you know, you u- ultimately you hope that. Uh, that because of all those people there, the patience of the people at Nation Phillips Square, everything around that day, ultimately you hope that the uh, the sun will shine
1: on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you did a, a great job just kind of handling that moment. I know that's not a easy one or one you'd ever want to have to handle, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people appreciated that. You know, I did have written down in my questions... Where is Kawhi? What's Kawhi going to do? But you know what? We that can sit wait for another time. This is just a yeah. celebration episode. Uh, let's we'll, we'll keep the the happy Raptors notes. I mean, he, I feel like, and I'm sure you'd agree with this too. The Raptors have done what they could possibly do to attract him to staying. And uh, what happens now, I guess, is in his hands.
0: There's no question, and we'll find out June 30th because they've changed the timeline. 6 p.m. June 30th. Uh, instead of July first, uh, so we'll find out in a couple of weeks. And what a great run, right, Phil? I mean, oh. you think back about this year and think about starting training camp at Vancouver, uh, the deals that Masai Jury and Bobby Webster did last summer, which you and I have talked about, mm-hmm. and the addition of Marcus, Saul, uh, Nick Nurse, and the job that he did. It was just uh, an amazing year, and and people have said, "Oh, congratulations, Matt!" and And my response to that is congratulations (laughs) to you, right? Congratulations to the great fan base of the Toronto Raptors uh, because it's certainly significant. um, And they're a part of all this as much as anyone.
1: It was certainly a a unifying experience. And you know what? Let's hope for another one next year. Am I getting too greedy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we can always hope. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. My
1: pleasure. Have a good one, Matt.
0: All right. All the best, Phil.
1: That was Matt Devlin, play-by-play analyst for the 2019 NBA Champions, the Toronto Raptors. If you like what you heard, please uh, make sure to share this with your friends. Tweet it out, share it on Facebook. And we also have Instagram now, so you can uh, follow us there. Just search Canada's Court Podcast, and we're right there. We'll be doing lots of fun stuff on there as well. And please make sure wherever you're listening to this, uh, leave a rating and review. We always appreciate that. I'm checking out those reviews. If you got any advice for me, or anyone you want to have on, or anything you think I should be doing differently, look, I'm uh, I'm open to your suggestions. That's how you make a champion, like the Toronto Raptors. That's all for this episode of Canada's Corp. Thanks for listening.